Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 188 of the Pico Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anamaly. Hello. And this week, we are talking about F1. Yeah, Formula One uh, season starts shortly. There's massive amounts of news there. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be a great yeah, season. Yeah, this is, this is now an <laughs> F1 podcast. They're actually, to be completely honest with you, there has been massive news in Formula One. I, I, <laughs> you can't, you catch because, the stuff, because yeah. of the lounges, I am aware. That is Some, awesome. Something about whether the driver is going from Mercedes to Ferrari or the, the other way around. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But, and when you say one of the drivers, like the winningest driver of all time, like probably okay. the, the messy of F1. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah going from yeah. Yeah, Mercedes to, to, yeah, it would be like, yeah, if Messi went from Barcelona to Real Madrid. Yeah. It's, it's massive news this week in F1. But I digress. We don't have to talk about F1. <laughs> <laughs> uh no this is this is still a a podcast about the world of warcrafts yes um and uh we are actually like normally we start talking about progression but because some of the bigger news this week actually is about Firek, mm-hmm. um we are going to skip that we are and go talk about other news come back to progression talk about Firek, talk about Private auras, weak auras, and all oh, this yeah. macro stuff, and uh, and yeah, that is that is kind of the plan for today. So uh, you want to jump in with the uh, we got Blizzard Entertainment has a new president. Yeah, we uh, they announced uh, that Johanna Fairs, I believe, is how you pronounce her last name, but Johanna um, will be the new president of Blizzard. So it's a new name, probably for. A lot of people. Um, she actually comes from the Activision side of the house. She was general manager of the Call of Duty franchise, um, and also had a couple of esports roles over there, such as senior vice president of leagues. Uh, she was the COD esports commissioner at some point, um, and then also a couple years ago, before Activision worked with the NFL in strategy, marketing, strategy, and business development. So very much a business-minded person. Um, although seems to enjoy enjoy the old video games from time to time. So, um, yeah, Johanna, new president of Blizzard. We'll see how it shakes out, how it looks, how it works. Um, we know generally nothing about this person. Um, hasn't, you know, I think the last couple of presidents Blizzard has have either come internally or like we knew of them from their, you know, Xbox or other gaming yeah. days. But I don't, I'm not huge into Call of Duty in that scene. So, like, I have no idea who this person is. But, Seems like, you know, she got the promotion. She's got the, uh, she seems like she's got the background in, in sort of in games and stuff like that. So it should be interesting to see how, how the next couple of weeks, months play out. So, yeah, some of the commentary I've seen around this has been noting that she comes from the Activision side of ActiBlizz, like the Call of Duty side, um, yeah. not the Blizzard side, which is interesting. I don't know how to interpret people's framing of that as like an Activision versus Blizzard kind of deal. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think the 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 biggest thing from my point of view is like, to be fair, all these companies are under Microsoft. So like from a, if yeah. they're worried about like a cultural thing or someone who doesn't come from like Blizzard, there's not a ton of, I'd say like lead, like at least publicly facing leaders at Blizzard that yeah. like you'd say step up like i think jay allen brack was probably like the last of that like like uh wrath cat uh like grouping of like ghost crawler and and all those guys like uh what's his name alex Aberfimi and and i think that's how you pronounce his last name but I all that sort Zabiabi? of oh yeah yeah sorry that guy yeah <laughs> i thought it was alex <laughs> but like that group of people were really like the last truly like i'd say like you know um like publicly facing like yeah. executive team and uh a lot of them left uh very quietly during yeah the uh the whole shebang about blizzard's cultural issues yeah so i mean i think i think to be fair they they're not gonna there's not anybody like, like metzen but metzen's not a manager like metzen's a yeah. he's a story guy he's a creator so he's not i don't think he'd be the right fit for this so but no yeah. i mean i think we'll see how it plays out i mean they all are microsoft employees now so like they'll there's going to be i think some cultural differences there and then we'll see what she brings to the table but um definitely seems to be a you know based on what we talked about last week a ton of focus on like the core franchises um in like diablo you know wow and and um 
really Hearthstone, I'd say, <laughs> like the three big ones. Um, and so, like, we'll see where they where they go from there. So, yeah, no StarCraft, which is, ugh. I don't know, maybe RTSs are dead. Maybe we're getting old. Um, <laughs> moving on. So, so new, congratulations to her. I, you know, no opinions at this point, but we'll we'll see how the next couple of weeks and months play out. I think we we probably don't get to see a lot of her influence until you know the end of this year right the roadmap's been laid out for a lot of the wow stuff and so we'll see what new projects and stuff and, and if anything changes there so um next up just a maybe some sad news um so blizzard a couple i think around blizzcon announced a rathion statue uh in the similar vein of the sylvana statue the lich king got a statue uh there was the original statue of thrall if you were like i think like a 10-year if you had a consistent 10-year sub they sent you one um i was actually i was just trying to look at it there's something on my wall um and so but they've canceled the rathion uh statue just citing basically production issues and probably pulling it together so um i'm assuming detail they just couldn't get the mass manufacturing right or of a quality they wanted so uh, at a cost that made sense so a little sad i i don't know i don't know if i would to be completely fair like i don't i don't know if i'd have a ratheon statue as a character like i know he's been around a while and like we started with him in mop is like a little well playing but it's just like i don't know he's never been the type of character i've enjoyed so he seemed more annoying than anything but yeah i would say his dragonflight showing at least in the like main quest line yeah leveling up was not the greatest no i i i know what they're trying to do with the character but like there's yeah he might be he might suffer just from like some poor writing i think maybe like i understand his sort of like last of the black dragon flight like should yeah. be the leader of them you know very charismatic maybe a little little wild but i think at least my interpretation of the story we got i think the story writing was probably fine it's a little bit more maybe that he's at a phase in his character arc that is just where he's like, okay, like I understand why he would be this haughty brat, but also the point he's at in his character arc is that he's a haughty brat and that makes him like not super. Yeah. Somebody that I want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So have a, have a statue of in my house for $350. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, i mean again, for anybody it, who did oh, sorry. <laughs> at least it's not sylvanas right imagine getting the sylvanas statue and then um and then oh yeah teldrassil happens hey maybe maybe you double down maybe you enjoy that about her maybe you enjoy character assassination pieces <laughs> oh yeah no i mean upsetting if you did order it upsetting for you sorry but it looks like they're you know of course re- returning all the pre-orders but yeah no no rathion statue at least at this point um moving on i think we've i think we've literally highlighted a new tool like the past four weeks it's out there um yeah. and so i just want to continue the trend that's the only reason i put this in is i actually don't think this is that interesting but i think maybe people will probably find it interesting so there's a new tool uh not new tool i think it's been out there for a little bit but um it is a tool called not even close so it's both an online tool and i believe there's an add-on in game and essentially what it does is it, it basically will let you know if you will survive the hit or not um, so essentially you put in a bunch of different variables, uh, sorry, it's particularly a revolving around mythic plus. So you put in like key level, what your affixes are, who's sending the, um, uh, what, it, what it specific ability is, and then what buffs or debuffs you have either on the mob or on yourself. And then you basically can put that all in, put your stats in, and it'll tell you if you live or die. Um, which is probably a good thing for planning out, you know, specific, maybe cooldowns you want to use on specific abilities, you know, either on bosses or, or throughout trash. Um, so if you're super into Mythic Plus, super into sort of messing around with like, okay, I'm going to survive this ability. I complete this key on a 28. I'm about to start it on a 30. Do I need to change my ability orders or, you know, defensive order, things like that. So um, cool little site. Um, I shouldn't say little. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting site in terms of like all the data that's in there. Um, and definitely, you know, mess around with and play with it. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and they also have an in-game add-on. So essentially, I think the in-game add-on is supporting getting all your stats out of the it out of uh, the game and into into this uh, website. So, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, one of the one of the fun things to uh, click around is to click all the evoker buffs, all the augmentation buffs. <laughs> so and many. See what happens. 
Um, you know, some of these it's just like, oh, okay, if you just like we turn off some of these like built-in buffs, like some of them you're gonna have as a mystery versus like on a 28 tyrannical, you would live some of this stuff, but then you just hit Zephyr and everything's fine. <laughs> exactly. Just have an evoker in your group and you probably live, uh, regardless of if them hit, they're hitting a button. So yeah. Um but yeah, no, so it's a it's a really cool add-on, particularly if you're deep into Mythic Plus, starting to push those high keys and just want to see, like basically test the damage output, right? See what you need so you can go in and not wipe to being one shot by someone or by something, sorry. Yeah. Um, um cool. Oh sorry. Quick note, does not support tanks. Which is fine. Tanks are a lot more involved to get that math right for. I would rather them not do it than do it badly, right? Yeah. Um, there's also some overlap. Like they don't take into account armor for calculating physical damage, okay. uh, which is one of the one of the more complicated bits. They also, I don't know that they've got the formula for dampen harm right. I saw some numbers that were like maybe they don't have it right. Gotcha. But, um, maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I it's feel a, like it. Be careful with that one. That one is complicated. Yeah. yeah, I feel like at the extremes, you can probably. Yeah, I guess you still need to figure out the math on it, but I think you're taking so much damage that dampen harm probably you get the full. Dampen harm is in most consistently cases. like a fifty percent tr. Yeah, in hierarchies, like if you're pushing dampen harm for something, you're going to get pretty much the maximum value from it. So honestly, it's probably close enough to be correct because you could more or less just hard code it as fifty percent or forty percent and be like ninety nine percent right. Exactly, exactly. Um, but cool, yeah. Just definitely need a little site check it out, particularly if you're if you're pushing those keys. Um, we did get uh, so we talked about this last week a little bit, um, uh, but on the trading post this month, um, or I guess maybe not this month, but but coming upcoming, um, it looks like Blizzard is potentially re- putting on the Corcoran Warwolf onto the. Uh, the trading post, which, if you are not aware, this was just completing Siege of Ogremar, the ahead of the curve achievement, which is like the current heroic level achievement. I think we, yeah, I mixed up describing what it was, but it's like the doing basically clearing the raid on heroic back then, although there was no heroic. Very confusing. Um, so Blizzard did put out a statement basically saying, like, we don't, they basically are not going to put into the trading post any sort of what they would say skill or prestige based rewards, such as cutting head, uh, cutting edge ahead of the curve or any of the gladiator mounts. So it seems like this was probably just data mined incorrectly, like somebody messing around with maybe putting old values in or like messing around with maybe how to add something on trading post. Yeah. And- or, or it could be something where that field actually has multiple purposes. Yeah. And one of those purposes we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Particularly with like the pandemonium stuff coming up soon. Right. Since right. We don't, we don't have that fully understood just yet. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, I, it just they put out a thing that said, "Hey, this, we're still, you know, not planning to put on these sort of skill or prestige-based mounts into the trading post." Um, which I, I think we talked about this. Like, I am probably for that, but I think you gave the opinion that, or the point that's like, it's been ten years. Like, come on, like if you have it, you have yeah. it. If you don't, it's like whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I could, I could be swayed either way. It doesn't really bother me if they put yeah. mounts on there. Uh, I'm sure that my them. opinion is not a universal one in the community. No, no, people people hate it. But love transmog for some reason, which is weird. So what can you do? What can you um do? <laughs> uh so we're gonna we're gonna shift gears away from retail for a little bit and talk about my favorite part of WoW right now, season of discovery. Uh and Blizzard sort of did a a couple of things, did a massive drop of information on season two, which we'll talk about. But I think the biggest thing coming out of this is uh, they are restricting or outright banning uh GDKP runs in season of discovery. Uh, starting with phase two. Um, so if you're not familiar with uh, G- GDKP or gold dragon kill points or gold DKP, uh, essentially what it is is that instead of like, you know, bidding on, you know, loot or using like master loot to give loot out, groups will form and you will essentially pay money to loot an item and the highest bid for that item wins. You put the money in the pot at the end of the round, the money is split between everybody that was essentially there um, with like typical, like sometimes like the leader takes an extra cut because they put it together. But in any event, the pocket split around everybody who participated typically, but you pay gold to then win an item. Um, and so this is sort of rampant really across, I'd say most classic. Yeah. Uh, it's huge in, in wrath is 
as massive well as, in wrath uh, there's huge communities around it yeah um it's very different than retail retail is much more like a boosting thing where you just pay gold guarantee it yeah in this case it's a lot this is a lot more like there are raids that clear all heroics it just says gtkp runs right because of like the players and the, the nature of them yeah. going together on it um but blizzard's banning this primarily because it does increase the need for gold in the economy or people who want gold in the economy which then means like botting and gold sellers become a a larger issue yeah um we'll see how well they do this um the idea is like while they're banning it outright um it probably means like finding this will be a little bit more difficult but you know if you really want to run a gdk gdkp with some people you probably can still run it uh just on the down low (laughs) yeah it's I mean, my my impression of these GDKPs from the outside, like I've not actually done GDKPs in classics, so uh, you know, keep that in mind. But my impression of them have has been that, um, yes, people do use them as like a like pugging. You pug yep. into one and you do a GDKP, um, but there's also like a bunch of variants of this where you do have carries. Mm-hmm. Or one thing that I saw a lot of questions about in the Warcraft Logs Discord is like, hey, I want to have an easier way of looking at parses or understanding parses from, let's say, Ulduar, right? Because our GDK splits, GDKP splits of the pot at the end are based on your parse. Yep, I've seen that before, yeah. Um, so you have things both where uh, there's... <laughs> Issues where people maybe play an off-meta spec because nobody plays it, and so they'll get a good parse, yep. um, which is not Blizzard's problem to solve. But um, that that was a fun thing. Uh, and then there's also uh, the fact that that kind of gives you a way to just covertly carry people, yep. not explicitly be a carry run, but like that one person that parsed ones on everything. You could say they're a carry, but um, maybe they're just bad. There's a lot of bad classic players. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as long as... Hey, you know what? Their gold ain't bad. Yeah. Their gold, gold spends like all the rest. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, yeah. I mean, I think... I've I've run... I've only ever run two GDKPs, I think, like, total. Or maybe only one. It's it's not been a ton. And I what I will say is that for the established runs, it's actually a really good system yeah. in my mind. Like, the whole nature of, like, buying gold... Like, regardless of the how the gold enters the economy right that i maybe don't agree with but the actual system of like there's a bunch of accountability like people who run a consistent group do a lot of checking so if you're new like you have to produce like logs you have to be able to say like you know what you're doing right and then you're evaluated like and sometimes you're not invited back right like yeah you know i think they still want to clear the content because the more bosses they kill and the higher difficulty bosses they kill the more gold that they can basically put into the pot and the more gold everybody gets so like it's a very like, you know, uh, what is it? Altru- not maybe not altruistic. Not so not, not altruistic. A positive. Yeah. Po- I mean, I can see it being a positive thing because one of the like, why would you go through all of that stuff to join a raid, right? One of the it, things that it does provide is an incentive to like put up with the the checks, you know, exactly. the restrictions. The like, we are going to confirm that you are not going to tank this raid. Right. right. And it also incentivizes you as an individual to play well, because if you don't like to be fair, like you wipe a bunch and you don't kill bosses, then you get less gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day. So, no, I think it's um, there's there's good and bad parts of it. And I also like I understand the fact that it being in the game does bring that whole idea of like, OK, there's a bunch of people botting or like buying gold, like in the black yeah. market or whatever you want to call it. Wait, yeah. Which I don't agree with. I mean, it is it is what it is. It happens. So. Yeah, um, and these things do cam- camouflage a lot of sale runs. Uh, either camouflage oh, yeah. or are literally sale runs where someone will just like show up and they'll just they'll bid on everything and mm-hmm. they may suck. Especially in season of discovery, where like the bar for like doing okay is very low. Dude, we did so we you know how low it is. We did a BFD. We did two runs last night. We did BFD with four of the ten characters having hit twenty five within the last twenty four hours. Yeah. And like it was, it was not smooth sailing. We didn't wipe, but it was like the last two bosses were sketch, right? It was a, yeah. it was a little like sketchy. Yeah. So I mean, like I think, yeah, you see, I think you can see all kinds like in in the raids like that. But at the end of the day, it's val, it's a noble effort that Blizzard is going to try and you know get rid yeah. of GDKP runs in the season of discovery. 
we'll see how successful that ends up being. Yeah. One of the really just kind of like last little tangent on this. One of the other things that goes on in, in SOD specifically is that a lot of the best in select gear right now is bind on equip. It's yep. it's farmable. People can list it on the auction house. People can buy it. So there's actually a second piece to this where not only you know you can access to gold lets you more quickly gear your character because you can outbid other people in GDKP runs, mm-hmm. but also access to gold lets you then buy those best in slot items off of the auction house and very quickly, um, you know, reach a power level where like even a not super skilled player is going to outperform others because they've got like double the bonus spell power or whatever from, from buying BOEs off the auction house, which is not something that exists in retail or in classic wrath. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely, I mean, it's Yeah. Guess there's good and bad components to all of this, but um, but yeah, them. I, I just think them trying to ban this is like a recipe for like a bunch of people being upset, right? Whether that is a person who enjoys GDKPs or doesn't enjoy it, because they're never gonna. Well, if you enjoy them, then you're not gonna be able to do them anymore, which just means you're gonna try harder to mask what you're doing, right? Yeah. And then like if you don't enjoy them, then you're still gonna see people who clearly have gone through GDKP runs, and you're gonna be yeah. upset that they still exist somewhere. I so. did you did you look at the classic WoW? sub when this news came out no i didn't i didn't it was a open it up. war zone oh i i can only imagine i can only imagine i think yeah. i think the we don't like gdkps one in that particular subreddit but that particular subreddit is also the uh the home of you know classic is hard guys just wait you'll see yeah kind of takes <laughs> which were so popular in the lead up to original classic so you know Grain of salt, that community, maybe not the best bellwether for where things actually are in reality. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely a polarizing, uh, issue in well. Um, and I would say even like boosting runs, I mean, boosting runs in retail are probably less polarizing because I think it's a little bit more accepted, but yeah, like people, yeah. you mentioned GDKP and there, there's not, it's like, yeah, it's like, there's not a person in the middle who's like, ah, I can take it or leave it. It's like, you either are like, I love them. They're great. Or yeah. you're like, hate them. They're ruining the game. And there's like, no, I, I suspect that like basically everybody that's like anti GDKP yeah. is also like sales and boosting shouldn't exist. Exactly. Which, yeah. I mean, I don't like doing sales, but I sure don't mind having enough gold to afford stuff for rates. So. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a give and take for all of it. So, um, but cool. So that's on the GDKP front. Matt, like probably the biggest thing that came out this week in, in Classic or SOD was that. But then they Blizzard did then release um, a massive preview of what's to come. So like they went over all the new loot. They went over a, new, a couple new runes for each class. We're getting like two new rune slots. So now instead of just having three, we're going to have five. We're getting like boots and I think something else, maybe belt. Um, and they also gave a little bit of an overview of Nomergon, the new raid that's coming. Um which is going to have similar six bosses, you know, raid size of 10 um, with a couple of changes to the fights in there. Um, the one cool thing that they added, which uh, that, that at least I thought was interesting, uh, was they're adding in tokens um, to some of the bosses for the set bonuses for like the three piece sets that they've been putting out. So you can actually loot a token, which you can then turn into a set piece if you want. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, some interesting stuff in there, like like hunters are getting trap launcher, which is cool. Um, rallying cries coming to warriors, um, pain suppressions going to priests. So there's some like interesting abilities coming in um, to uh, to 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 season discovery. So one um, of the uh, one of the most interesting ones. Shamans have gotten sh- shamans have gotten so much good stuff. Oh yeah, this. like so many of the old like meme specs like tank shaman exists and is good they're getting a two-handed weapon mastery rune um i don't know how good it's going to be but two-handed shaman was another like super popular uh thing like if you played old you know tpc and vanilla private servers you'd see people running around trying to make that Mm -hmm. work um there's also a uh a rune for paladins like paladins don't have access to their good caster damage abilities yet yep. um no exorcism uh and no one dead to use exorcism on <laughs> that's true that is true but shock is another one and you you can see some of the uh 
things that could lead to Shakadin in the future. And the fact that they just added so much of this, like, you know, metamorphosis for warlocks, they've added all this stuff for shamans. I could see them going and in phase three, where people are, level, what is it, level 50? You can start getting into some of the, like, Plaguelands stuff. Yep. Um, officially, not just people going and farming it, because you can do that at level 25. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, take some of these runes, like this Guarded by the Light rune that gives you mana regeneration, uh, but cuts your healing. So it's, like, clearly not intended to be a healing rune, because it cuts right, your healing yeah. in half. Um, but it gives you mana regen, which is something, granted, that regular like retribution paladin needs because of seal twisting but exactly um, yeah it's so annoying it's <laughs> something that uh you know could lead to shock it and being think that would be that would be cool level 50 you know you get your exorcism rune that like makes exorcism better gives you maybe access to what's the holy shock uh, uh st- stuff like that yeah 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 no they um there's a lot of i mean a lot of cool runes coming in um coming in there's like a there's also like a melee specialist rune for for hunters if you want to yeah try and get it on that survival survival kick so Um, yeah we'll see it'll be fun (laughs) i'm sorry there's okay on that note warcraft logs in theory supports melee hunters in season of discovery is like a spec Mm -hmm. um it is most of the top ranks across all bosses on that in BFD are actually ranged hunters that they're melee weaving. Yeah. Because the correct way to play hunter in general is to do both because your time between attacks is so slow that you can just do that. You have like a 3.6 second uh, auto shot speed and a 3.6 second two-handed weapon attack speed. So you just alternate and you get both. And that is just strictly better than doing either one. Um, so there's there's the melee specialist rune, like you said, that gives you a lot of bonuses for playing purely melee. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially gives you more access to your melee ability so you don't have these gaps where you can just go to range and do the range stuff too. Uh, mm. There's also, not in the preview, minor spoilers, there's a steady shot rune. Hell yeah. So that gives ranged hunters something that will hopefully be better than just going to melee. And, and using melee abilities in the gaps between their ranged. Right. So we'll see. Um, that is maybe going to be something that makes things a little bit less painful for hunter players trying to parse. Like the melee players, like you said, people trying to get the survival play style. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> not currently <laughs> happy with the state of, of melee ranks on Warcraft logs, let me tell you. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, well, let's. I mean, that's. I think that's everything from the news for this week. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's circle back a little bit, talk a little bit about progression, then we can get into some of the the changes to old old Firak, which I I don't know. Are you are you guys progressing Firak now? Do we get do we get through the the hell that was Tindril? We went in on Sunday night and we killed Tindril in five pulls. Amazing. That is awesome. Just that is like awesome. Yeah. 25 minutes into raid, we're, we're pulling, well, setting up to pull Firek. It, it was just like the culmination of like three raid nights of we could have killed this, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, if we had played more consistently, if we had played like we did last Sunday, it, it would have died probably the previous week. Gotcha. Um, but we didn't. And so it didn't. Uh, but yeah, we we killed we killed Tindril. It was a nice, like almost exactly seven minute kill, which is a, basically oh, nice. the the, yeah. the plan that we had laid out is we're going to kill this at seven minutes. We're going to skip this last set of mechanics, and we're not even going to talk about that mecha- set of mechanics <laughs> because we're just not going to get it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and we delivered. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, and then we started doing doing Firek. Um, so we've had basically two full raid nights on it at this point. Um, and uh, as of like the end of raid on Friday, we were doing pretty consistent pulls to the intermission. Um, not as consistent in getting there with like enough people alive to actually get through the intermission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but but getting to it like not you know screwing up the the group soaks or the puddle drops in a way that was going to wipe us. Getting mm-hmm. there, often it was just like you know the third player death puts you at nineteen people, and then suddenly the orbs get weird. Uh, yeah. Well, most so. notably the assignments for orbs gets weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think we just. Real quick on our progression. Um, yeah, we've had two two more raid nights on Firak. We are actually starting to consistently get into P2. So like starting to do the healing, that healing dance and like the cages. Yeah. So we might be a lot to basically like right around the first cages and trying to figure out we're making some adjustments in like how we're healing the ads and stuff like that specifically. But it's just it's also not consistent because like we'll go. You know, we'll get a we'll get a deep P two pull, get to like the third set of healing ads. Which, yeah. to be fair, all I do is heal ads in this fight, so I don't know what else happens. Like, I, <laughs> can I tell heal you, heal ads and dispel, still dispel and heal ads, but I don't know what the other people are doing. Um, so it's annoying. Anyway, um, trying to get to the third one, but we still get like random like P one, just like deaths or like people like yeah misplays and stuff like that and or we get the intermission like an orb goes through or something so yes um it's a it's a very unforgiving fight and like i think the i think the problem for me with this fight and we'll get into it is like or kind of expand a little bit on it is it p phase one is the most annoying healer phase right now but p2 is also not exactly an amazing phase because like for me it's easy because i'm only healing one ad that doesn't have a nameplate or like any sort of frame so i gotta click on it's a big ad it's great it's not well it's not great but it's not terrible yeah i feel bad for our like dispraise and our holy paladin who are like in charge of the little ads and they just like they have to like click around make sure they get all of them make sure they're all top like there's very like we have like something that that show we have found a week where at least shows their health bars so that we know how much health they have but like you can't click and target them. So like if one's at like 80% of the rest of them are topped, you have to like figure out exactly which one that is like by looking at your screen. So it's just, it's a healing things without frames is like, I get probably up there with dispelling on cooldown. I think like I don't, I just also really annoying. <laughs> and like, then I'm, then I think about other fights. Cause I, the, the biggest thing for me right now is like, I'm not, I am personally not enjoying progression to the point where like, I am literally taking a break. I've already, told everybody like i'm when we kill this boss i'm getting i'm taking at least two months off from playing retail because <laughs> like i i am so frustrated doing this right now that i'm like not like i'm just not enjoying the the time and it's been it's honestly like the first time in wow that it's happened like even going through like jailer and line of sight stuff it's like this is the culmination of just like line of sight's annoying because you don't know if someone's there from a ui perspective and that's yeah the same issue i have with healing ads and, the same, and like dispelling is a different issue, but it's the idea of like hitting a useless button on cooldown with no real thought process. It's just like, yeah, in your mind every eight seconds, hit dispel. In your mind every eight seconds, hit dispel. And it's like, this is, yeah, other than breaking my ramp, it's, just, it's so annoying. So yeah, I hate this it, fight with a fiery passion. <laughs> that's a really interesting, actually, little tidbit you brought up that there's really no thought to this. There's no like, oh, who do I dispel? Do I dispel the mana cost on dispel? Might as well just be a constant mana drain on firek like there's no decision and it's it's not even like and the the problem is and this is in my mind the biggest issue with it is it like and i i I understand that it's on a timer so like technically if you dispel on cooldown you know exactly when to spell and you can plan around it but for me it's that like it breaks what i'm doing healing other people and it inserts a it's a random gcd that like i have to hit but i don't really want to hit at this point like there's no And if I if I like make a, a decision in my mind of saying, okay, I'm gonna delay the dispel by like two GCDs because someone's about to die, it just means that like now that dispel puts the next person like my next dispel puts that person in greater danger of dying because they're at higher stacks because they're yeah. delayed in getting that dispel. And it's just like it's a cascading effect. And yeah, I mean, don't even get me started on like the whole dream run thing, which is like some of the highest damage moments of the game, but you were literally moving while also making sure you don't get clipped by something, by some projectile heading at you, which doesn't move in a fucking straight line. It like dodges back and forth a little bit. So like you have to like overcompensate for the move. Like it's just P1 is like, I, I hate moving and having to heal. And like, I'm fine with movement and there being healing needed, but like in dream run, you, 
everyone is in danger of dying if you do not yeah. put at least some sort of output out, right? Like you can't yeah. just sort of coast through with like passive stuff. So yeah. sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm ranting now, getting a little heated. But like, it's uh, a <laughs> the entire fight relatable. is a fucking annoying. It's just a, sorry for cursing. It's just annoying. It's a it's a yeah. blanket just unfun annoying fight to do so the um so we started this fight we had our preservation evoker go disappears we're gonna give it a try see how okay. it went and it was fine for a while on the first ring rend we had two spatials one on the Priest who's doing their evangelism ramp and mm -hmm. one on the mistweaver for the second ring rend we didn't have any spatials uh, but the Priest is not ramping it it's just the mistweaver uh, and we don't have a protection paladin, which is the other kind of key piece that people were playing with because you can spell warding somebody and they can just ignore it they can mm -hmm. just stand there and and be fine. Um, we had one of our evokers out part of Friday, and basically we're dying to dream rend because the disc priest like ramping that without a it's... spatial is incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, and that was also starting to cut into their ability to to do dispels. So like an hour and a half into raid on Friday, they just switched to preservation. Yeah. They just, and I think that's definitely a lesson for, for me as far as like raid comps and everything is some of these classes that can do really powerful stuff like Mistweaver and like uh, Disc Priest, you really at times cannot just say you need to play better. Like you really do need these external buffs like spell warding or spatial anomaly and in the past when they basically haven't existed right it's right, it's yeah. one thing where you see other people doing it and they don't have these buffs because spatial anomaly didn't exist and spell warding was this incredibly niche thing that you you did, didn't have a protection paladin or the protection paladin didn't take it because bop was better or there right, was another yeah. talent that you needed um but now both of those i think that's actually really like especially for these ramp healers those two abilities are so oppressively powerful for those healers. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get a spatial right as a misweaver because our disc gets some gets. We have yeah. two evokers. He gets the first one in for the first dream run and the second one for the second dream run because he's yeah. playing some build that allows him to to ramp both of them. So it's just like for me, then I use my cooldowns early through that phase and just hope I healed everyone enough. That like they live with low amounts of health, but then you run into yeah. the second dream or really both dreamers are right into blazes. So then it's like, okay, yeah. identifying maybe who has a blaze or like topping people quickly from there once you yeah. can stop moving. And it's honestly playing like I play super, super risky on both those phases because I stop short. So yeah. like I as soon as like we make my final move, I you roll once and I stop and I yeah. place and I heal. And so like there are some like some poles where I've died because what like a person has been maybe Somebody like five yards forward and like yeah. they got the ball so it's just it's that part's super it's super annoying to me i understand why it's, there's some sort of difficulty but yeah like having yeah. that cooldown and not having it is the difference between actually healing it and not healing it so yeah i mean my progress our progression on fire act has just been a series of just me being super frustrated during the raid and like <laughs> just being like i can't wait for this to be over which is which is sad because like i was i I was mentioning this, I don't know if I was to you, but to some other people where I was like, typically I'm excited when we kill bosses. Like Denathrius, I remember like scream, like actually our Jaina kill is my favorite kill. Cause yeah. like, it's like super low percentage. Like, and I'm like, we cheer, like everybody yells, it's great. But like Jailer, I was just like, I was just like, I'm so glad this is done. Like, <laughs> like there's no joy in the kills anymore, which is like, to me, I don't know. It's, it's, it's becoming to the point where like I understand that like people are better at this game. But yeah. at a certain point, like I don't need like maybe it maybe maybe this is the game telling me, hey, it's maybe it's your time to like not do mythic raid. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like maybe there, there is an anyway. element of just like the fight design, right? Like, oh yeah. Some of it's fight design, some of it's timing. Like we got jailer and that was hype as hell because we got it the last day before they nuked it. And gotcha, we actually, yeah. that's our, like, one of the, like, extremely few times we've done overtime. We did it in Uldir to get Cahoon back when the team was new. Mm -hmm. um, we raided the Monday before Battle for Tazarlor came out. Nice, like, nice. That's, that's how, how late it was. It was literally the day before the patch. Um, and we got that. And that was exciting for people. Uh, Jailer was just extremely exciting. Like, we went 30 minutes over our Sunday raid. Oh, nice. And, like, we got it. I almost wiped us, but we got it. 
Um, and then like Tindril was pretty exciting, but also very much that like, okay, we can breathe. It's finally over, you know, fire. Act, I'm hoping doesn't reach that point, but I suspect it will for our healers. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, and the worst part is, is like, to me, like, I don't know if you do this as a raid leader, but we have a, like our raid leader base is like, okay, why did this person die? And they look at like the desk, like, like oh, look, they just ticked out healers what's going on and i'm like they're literally if it's during dream rend eight other people are in just as much danger and they yeah. just they just they just got unlucky like i the, don't uh, i can't fix that we we've we've soft banned i bled out like you oh need a really God. good reason to be saying i bled out yeah, and sometimes just, it is like you bled out but it's like a flame it's like the debuffs went out and and did get dispelled and it's like okay we need to figure out what went on there speaking yeah. of which we had some shenanigans with that um so oh nice we we were using the liquid pack for most of our weak cores for this boss um pretty standard you pick the northern sky pack or the liquid pack and you just use it yeah um one of our healers did not like the way that the dispel assignments were set up and so uh, friend of the guild, former raider came and was like, we have this modified version of the Northern Sky one that you can use that we liked. And mm-hmm. so um, maybe a little bit too ambitiously, I was like, okay, we'll just rip out the, the liquid one and put in the Northern Sky one. Two small problems with that. One, it got rid of some of the notifications for the regular raiders that they had a flame and needed to be careful. Yeah, nice. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, they still have like the stone form for the, the dwarves. Like they have the stone form warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and like around half our raid is, is dwarf, which is good because it's stupid and powerful. Yeah. Um, oh, and racial so requirements again on boss fights. Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have people go gnome on Tintral, which I'm sure you're a fan of. Oh, uh, I continue your thoughts. I'm now, I'm getting like killed Jaden flashbacks of like our priest of going goblin gnome. of goblin. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, so yeah, that happened. And then, um, some, some small miscommunication, like some of the healers or the healers didn't realize that we still had a dispel assignment week or they thought the change was that we removed it. Oh, nice. And it wasn't working on Friday. Oh no. Because the Northern sky one apparently requires a note to list the healers. Oh, interesting. And the liquid one does not. But I was not pulling it from the official Northern Sky page that tells you that. Oh, God, no. So all all of Friday, we did not have dispel assignments. We just had, like, you you can see on your raid frames when somebody has a flame. That's just like people have raid frames set up to do that. We didn't have assignments for it. So people are like both like everybody jumping to dispel the same person and then like it gets delayed and that like you lose your gcd even if you don't lose the dispel cooldown exactly yeah um so yeah it's that was That's frustrating so we've got that sorted out for tonight so hopefully like we we've done some of our raiders went back in and did like pulled the boss did some testing confirmed it worked i, I believe so gotcha. um should be good for tonight but yeah that was that that's annoying yeah. yeah i mean we we have like no like love all the healers i play with but we we just have one guy who like as the you can tell as the night goes on he loses focus on that dispel because like yes. there is a clear like you look at the first couple pulls it's like dispel every eight seconds nine seconds it's awesome and like you get into like the later pulls and it's like why does this person have 13 stacks you're like well <laughs> uh someone just didn't dispel for like eight seconds after it came off of cooldown <laughs> yeah there's so. a uh there's a nice uh report component that somebody wrote for warcraft logs that oh uh, really shows you people who died to a flame and i've actually modified it so it shows you people who died to a flame what dispels were available whether they had stone form available um and oh, also cool shows you I've, i modify it so it now also lists people that took like over the a third of the damage that they took before they died came from a flame which helps catch cases where like somebody dies to burning presence which is the constant taking background damage mm-hmm, but yeah. they died to it because they had you know 12 stacks of a flame and got ticked down oh nice i'm gonna have to steal that from you we'll need that um but yeah no i, I we've talked a lot about healer i i think this is 
it kind of move on to some of the changes because they did make a couple of changes yeah. to fight. But but I will say just final. We haven't even talked to the yeah the intermission this. stuff. Um, yeah. But I will say this is honestly as from a healer perspective one of the most frustrating end bosses I've ever been a part of. And I thought line of sight was the biggest thing I hated. I now hate dispels, healing non-player characters, <laughs> and line of sight. It's, line of sight still top three, but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's it's definitely a frustrating healer fight um it just in general so um but cool so in terms of changes so we, we we sort of hinted at this but blizzard did make a change to the fight this week um which comes in the form of changing the first intermission so what they ended up doing was flamebound and shadowbound which are debuffs you get in the intermission which tell you which color orbs to soak in the intermission uh, are no longer private auras um which um so the this is huge because now add-ons can read what debuff you get and then can basically assign what color orb or where you should soak around the room, essentially. If you're not familiar with the fight, orbs try and hit the boss. If they hit the boss, you die. You blow up. And you have to, yeah. yeah, you have to basically soak the same color, but they come from basically 180 degrees ring around the boss. So you have to spread your rate out. And there was a week where that would assign you, but it was based on you hitting a button. So if you got the red debuff, you hit a button, and that would assign you red, and then the week where it would take ten, the first 10 people to hit the button, hit the macro, and assign them across, and basically assume the other 10 people were the opposite color. It's important, I think, to emphasize as well, like the ecosystem that grew up around the specific problems with this macro, like so many people need it. The entire and race this, needs it. So and, 20 people. Well, yeah, so like so many people need to hit it at the same time, right? Like half your raid has to hit it. Yep. And... Anybody missing anything or not hitting it quickly enough um, causes assignments to go bad. Yep. Um, this is in contrast to something like Smolderon as well. Like Smolderon, you get 30 seconds into the fight and you can see if your weak or works. Right. This is two and a half minutes into the fight. It's a very short window that you need to need to push it. Um, and it can be hard to figure out what went wrong uh, because it's not just, oh, we didn't get a third orb on the list who didn't push their macro or who has a bad macro or who has a bad weak aura, you know, yeah. anything like that. Uh, this is like, I got, we did, we had like one fewer orange than we were expecting. Is somebody like missing it? Does somebody have the wrong weak aura version? There's now like, so there's already this, uh, this weak aura that I highly recommend if you are running a raid group, uh, like a, a CE raid group, I, you should get this. It's called the Octopals uh, Send yeah. Receiver that tells you like you can put in names of weak horse and it'll tell you what version your raiders have it's very and good you, yeah you can use that to check and that's how like on friday we had an issue and it was like okay three people hadn't updated their weak horse, and I, it was able to tell me exactly the three that hadn't done it but there's these other like debug weak horse that came out just for this mechanic because it is such a problem point for people and um so like this whole little ecosystem grew up around basically like helping you get these these weak or as oh, a macro yeah. is working a bunch of tips like there is a uh, toy that's off the gcd that people were macroing like putting in their macro because you could check on a log who had actually pushed it yep and cross-reference it because the log also has the private aura itself so you can see if somebody pushed it and they weren't supposed to or if somebody pushed it and they needed to uh which caused this the price of the toy to spike on the auction house i saw that yeah there's also there's also a week or like only one person needs it but it prints out who presses the macro and then the yeah. distance between the first person and the last person how much time elapsed yeah so you can see like who's pressing it you know at, at what point so you get 10 in there yeah, yeah i mean it's 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 just an additional step to deal with a very like a mechanic like that you have to deal with a mechanic that like then offers you no chance of messing it up yeah. because like if you miss an orb raid wipes right if you soak yeah. the wrong color orb you die so if you're trying to like hit yeah. the macro and then get to your position you might randomly hit an orb yeah um it's a lot of like failure mechanic like failure points all in one and again to your point it's two and a half minutes in the fight through like not yeah. a, not a pushover phase one yeah. <laughs> like it's still a hard yeah. two and a half minutes and it's um it's also like reasonably high variance for one of these mechanics too it's not just you know something like orbs it targets three random players with some constraints um this targets half your raid with orange and half your raid with purple mm -hmm. but if you like spread your raid around you're not guaranteed to like have an even split 
There's nope. no, as far as I can tell, protections. So you could end up with a bunch of orange on one side and a bunch of purple on the other. But then the orb spawns are also random. You can have multiple orbs in a row that are the same color. Yep. And so if you happen to get unlucky and have extra purples on the side that gets lots of oranges, well, now you're screwed because that one person with orange on that side cannot soak multiple oranges unless they're a tank. Exactly. And you and you literally, and it's not like these are slow moving orbs. You have two to three seconds to identify you have too many of one color on one side and then move people over there. And then like have the right person from the orange, the orange heavy side move over. To, it's just, and then there's the, not time. The extra, like the icing on the cake, you actually can't move through the boss because moving through the boss kills you. Yeah. So it's, it, all in all, it's a, I would say it's a very bad private orid mechanic so they've removed that so now essentially the weak ores that typically require a macro press now just work because they get the you know yeah. the, the debuff data directly blizzard did put a note on this i just want to read this note word for because i think it's interesting and also like why is it taking you six months to realize this was going to happen right so basically what they said is they said we've observed that the common strategy for players executing the flamebound and shadowbound mechanics on mythic fire can involve cumbersome add-on slash macro setup and execution our goal with this change is to remove this burden for players who are progressing on this encounter and refocus the challenge on gameplay like no no shit like it the, the, you could very... say the exact same thing about every major i would say the smolder on orbs is the only good private or mechanic they've put in the game since they started using them like it's and that one because you have time and you have a clear the indication way of who now. has what yeah. yeah yeah the way it is now um but yeah, yeah no, i i think of course they're going to do this is and this is going to be the same thing with the cages in p2 yeah of like those are private auras um there's probably something else on fire i'm not thinking of in like p3 or whatever that's also would be helpful if it wasn't people a aura, but. like uh people use macros for the seeds but it's not because it's private aura it's more of like the holandra's kind of deal like you, you remember how you would like put in your holandra's like uh drop macro you would have it like put a world marker on on where you dropped it and everything to make it easier to find yeah. that kind of deal or you had like a, I know we had partners. So I think, I think there was a way to drop it where like it would whisper your partner that you dropped it. Cause yes. like they would, they could pick it up yeah. then. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I'd say there's still probably a place for me. It's just, this is like the, like of all the mechanics that are private or like this is the one that doesn't make the most sense to me because like the positioning that you have on the boss, the fact that the variants that you just mentioned and talked about, right? Like there's no way to set up your ray group in a way that you can do this on the fly. Right, yeah. that you could do this without some sort of macro weak aura sort and of some combination. Some of that's some of that's the timing. Some of that's the damage numbers, right? Like we saw this yeah. with Neltharian bombs as well, where the timing is really tight, so you don't really have a chance to adjust. You commit to a direction, and if you happen to stack it, you just commit and you push a personal. Yeah, and you hope for the best. And if you happen to triple stack it, well, it sucks to be you. We're going to the next poll. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's just it's. Yeah, it's that combination of like individual player identification, timing, and then like the consequences of essentially making the wrong split second decision that also requires other people around you making a similar a decision with your decision in mind, right? Like right. almost like some sort of like and, and because of the variance, shit. you can't really have like a, a raid plan or a strict no. rule about like okay, if this happens, everybody knows to do this, and then it's about execution and about strategy, and not about like building tools that like solve the mechanic for you yeah. in ways like this is they they couldn't put the genie back in the bottle for this they couldn't nerf this mechanic in a way that people would would abandon the weak or like i know you guys for the smolder on orbs after the nerf just didn't use a weak or for it you yeah just we just we out. just we just called it like yeah and that's like i think that relies a little bit on like the 21st player which i think you guys have yeah we published one of those um and uh but it's also like that becomes possible be because you need to do three orbs in 30 seconds right there's so much time it's yeah there's just a lot more time yeah and so there's there's time for you to do it there's time for you to figure out who's like got it mm -hmm. um versus this where like you get your debuffs and like you need to be soaking orbs in position soaking after. like three seconds yeah. later like yeah. the first set of orbs comes in yeah and yeah. so it, yeah there's just that part of it is is rough so i mean yeah. we'll see if they make more changes to the fight in like other areas yeah. but like private auras are not they're not doing what blizzard wanted right like they are yes. 
they're essentially making it so and this is i think this is the uh, the the thing that make like the thing that they would need to do i think to make private or as a thing i think number one is like simplify the mechanics right like that you're going to put a private aura on but then also simplify the amount of things you can do with the ui in a custom nature essentially to your point put the genie back in the bottle like start to basically take a more like final fantasy approach to the ui and say okay you maybe can shift frames around but you can't customize the look at your frame you can't yeah. you know run custom code in this sandbox environment right like that's where they have to get to i think to really make private auras a thing that the thing that they want them to sort of accomplish because like yeah. right now now that we have this macro concept and people have done it for a mythic fight that is going to be the standard approach to any time you get an aura that you need to indicate you have and tell other people you have it and then some logic gets run yeah. it's going to be the and there's the even there's even like you could say well just don't let you run lua from macros okay well now you put a toy in your macro and that's how you trigger the weak aura right yeah like you can see people using toys in the log. So a week or can look at you, the combat log yeah. and see that thing spawn. And like, yeah, there's, there's, uh, they, they basically put themselves, I think the stage we're at with private auras. Um, I think that there's a way they could have done the flame bound and shadow bound that nobody would have bothered. They would have needed to significantly nerf the mechanic like they did for the smolder on orbs. Yeah. You need another like five, six, seven seconds before the orbs spawn for you to be like, okay, you know, everybody, you know, it, it needs like, it needs like more time. It needs visual indicators. Like it should turn you orange, like yeah. very clearly orange and very clearly purple. So then you can be like, okay, everybody like find people of the other colors and giving you time to do that. So you can spread out and it needs like a little bit less, like it should be consistently like either always orange, purple, orange or purple, orange, purple and yeah. never anything else. Yeah, like the spawning order should be consistent. Yeah, I also saw something where it's like, like don't give you a debuff, but the first orb you soak is your debuff for the rest of that yeah, phase. So exactly. like then that you could can do it too. then you can at least you know you can have a set position in the room and you are either you are have um, ownership or agency over which color you get, and then you can yeah. you know adjust from there. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, there's probably a bunch of different weird things they can do. It's just like the the private aura seems like it seems very similar to their implementation of the combat log delay, where it was like something they trying to do quickly within like the confines of a patch to like somehow yeah. make fights harder for like the world first guilds and it's just look i get it like you world first generates a ton of views for this stuff but i think the problem is is that there is literally there is a there is a delineation for when my guild can kill the boss and for when a world first guild is going to kill the boss and there's and like, also i'm oh, sorry just to kind of expand on that, there's a there's a difference in like what the world first guilds can do without a weak aura to solve the mechanic. Oh yeah, and what our guilds can do without a weak aura to solve the mechanic, right? Like the world first guilds have people that can like do harder coordination checks than what we can do. Oh yeah, I mean, there's generally they're they're going to be better players. They're going to be more informed players. They're going to have more support around it. Like you talk about a twenty first yeah. man, like. I know for a fact Liquid has a not max person calling raid CDs. So like healers don't have yeah. to think about when to use them. And then they're, they're those healer, those people are adjusting those timings of the fight. So like I get the arms race here, but I think it's affecting particularly guild like mine, which is that sort of that world 500 level where like we will get to a boss and see a boss typically before the first major round of nerfs. And it's literally just a like how many weeks do I have to do this until the major nerfs come in and then I can kill it, yeah. right? Like it's we're not like we would we will if nerfs do come now that hall of fame is closed on fire we will we will have not been able to kill this version of fire for like a month or two is is my estimation right just based on the way we're progressing so it's like the game becomes unfun i'll say at yeah. that point and like yeah. logging it becomes a strain so i mean we'll we'll see what they do it's just yeah, yeah these private ores i don't think are it in I the way they're currently using them but. one thing i do like about private ores and this is such a Oh, weird God. weird way to like private auras i like how it highlights mechanics that are just not fun but are have been part of raid fights for like ever but they're just not fun and we had weak auras to solve them so they weren't that big of a deal but then when they take them and they try and make it so a weak aura can't solve it and we go yeah. this is ass 
That's true. Actually, we've had like colored soaks before. Yeah. <laughs> like having to like get a debuff and have to soak face on your debuff. Yeah, I know yeah. we've had that before. And That's and true, so actually. you you take the, that away and suddenly it's like, well, this sucks and it sucks so much. We're going to invent a whole new way of having a weak aura solve this problem. We have at this point actually had like three different ways invented, four different ways invented to have these weak auras still solve the problem. We have stuff like the Neltharian map weak aura. Yep. We have stuff like the macros we have stuff that like cheats and does stuff like looking at threats um it's just like yeah yeah these these i think that there really is like one of the lessons from this expansion that i hope that they take is that they need to look at some of these mechanics and look and if they say we need to private order this the answer is actually you just shouldn't put that mechanic on the boss if it needs to be a private aura it needs to not be on the boss yeah like that's it's a, it's just an art yeah it's like an artificial increase in difficulty that does nothing but annoy the player it's like yeah. it's like like we talk about like what is it tomb of sargeras being like tomb of soak garris because every boss had a soak and rogues could cloak it was great like this raid is like they finally found that healers have a dispel key yes and they want to use it that's... like and like that's the that's now the thing it's like oh healers we you can dispel let's do that. it's just like yeah yeah. In any event, sorry. Now I know that really has nothing to do with private orders. I just hate yeah. the spells. Um, I mean, we, we talked about that a little bit on a previous episode, right? Yeah. Where like they figured out that healers had a dispel key like during the development of Dawn of the Infinite. Yeah. And that's like, oh man, look at what we can do. We've got Afflicted. We've got Dawn of the Infinite. Two different bosses that suck. If you have to also do Afflicted during them, by the way, like that stupid oh time boss. Yes. If yeah. you get Afflicted during that, have fun. I hope you have somebody <laughs> to help you with Afflicted. Um, and then you know we get to Emir Drasil and it's like you know a lot of bosses have stuff to dispel and a lot of it's pretty relevant oh yeah and like I'm fine like the like here's the thing as we talk about dispels the tinder dispels I think are perfect I think that is a cool mechanic it's a timing thing you have to look at where you are it's great right you know it's not a fun dispel mechanic that we don't typically talk about because it's an earlier boss the council dispels yeah they are so annoying because you have to figure out where it's a fight with stuff everywhere but then you also have to yeah. figure out where the person with the debuff is and the dispelling them so it doesn't like damage someone else i know it's yeah. an easier fight now you can pretty much dispel on cooldown not kill anybody yeah. i mean if, if you five heal it you can just dispel on, on cooldown and that's like if you if you just five heal it you make it less fun for all the healers as like a baseline because there's just less for them to do exactly um, yeah and then you know and you don't care if they're standing over four people and four people because you, because have, you have enough healer, healer to deal yeah, with it. To heal, yeah, yeah yeah so now we'll We'll see, but I think the like, like we I think we sort of glossed over this, but Hall of Fame did close for Firak. Yes. So typically, when Hall of Fame closes, there is a larger amount of nerfs that come out for the end bosses. So yeah, let's hope to God we get a post on Monday that basically is like we've removed dispels from the game and healers no longer have to have like that ability is just gone because that would at least alleviate you know fifty percent of my issue with this fight. So yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see (laughs) it's it's yeah i really i do hope that they they look at this and they they like internally are like somebody asked the question should this be a private aura and their answer is should this exist yeah yeah i think that or like yeah and then go back and redesign it so yeah yeah that's fair but uh but yeah man i at least soul cages are not this much this intense but we'll see Good we'll yeah, see. you would think that, and then you get the you get the people who are like, I hit the macro, like I like you'll get a healer. This is a fun fact. Heal, you get a healer who hits the macro, but they hit it so fast they get assigned to breaking the cage, but they are across the room healing the ads. Oh, that's actually one of the one of the recommendations I saw was actually have your healers just ignore it, just don't that's, push the macro if you're a healer. We what we've wiped once to that with me getting the red debuff and hitting the macro like I'm supposed to, and then getting assigned yeah. it, and then yeah. us wiping because I wasn't in range of yeah. anywhere near. Or so. or the other way to wipe to that is like they hit it, they do the mechanic, but then you wipe because they didn't get enough healing on the ad because it was so disruptive to what they were doing. Oh my god, dude, it's it's just yeah. so it's just like. I feel like blue, like, and that cage thing is so annoying too. Because like, if you're supposed to one on one line them up, like one person breaks one cage, one person breaks the other cage. As yeah. a healer, like, don't they understand that like I could be 
like 80 yards towards the front of the boss, like where it's being tanked, healing something. And I've got to book it back and then also get in position for the next ad because they don't stop spawning. And so yeah. it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe this is me just being old and being like, I am not, I am done and with retail rating. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I do think is fine about that is like, you can make a rule and say healers never push the macro yeah. healers, never do the breaks. And that's a rule that can be consistent. You can say in advance and you can plan around it. And it's part of your strategy and it's, you know, just execution at that point. And that's all fine, I think. I But then like needing a macro to coordinate it because there's not really enough oh, yeah. time between the cages, you know, applying, like stunning people. Mm -hmm. And when the orange ones blow up, like if you had an extra four seconds, like that yeah. mechanic gets so much easier that you probably don't even need a, a macro and we core for it you no, just like just call it. you can have people just yolo it and then adjust and it's very much just about execution then but they put these things at a point that even the world first guilds are like we need a macro to make this consistent oh yeah and then what are we supposed to do yeah no i yeah this yeah game's getting really fucking hard dude it's just it's getting really it's so strange they like tried to pull back some from like sepulcher which was yeah. crazy and they, i feel like they were mostly successful for the last two tiers and then this tier just out the window just yeah i think between tindril and and yeah and then now firak i think it's just yeah they they've yeah they've they've missed the tuning on it which to be fair tindril tons of wipes i actually enjoy that fight i think that's a fine I, fight i think it's a fun fight yeah but like this i think it's the my problem now is just the mechanics are becoming unfun to do and like yeah the difficulty isn't the difficulty is in trying to juggle way too many things at once and not in like knowing what you need to, to juggle and executing it's because it's like it's different every time there's just that variance we talk about and yeah sorry yeah. anyway we are well over but yeah and i could probably <laughs> complain are. about this for more so oh, maybe yeah anyway that's gonna be <laughs> it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening and if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pika Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to complain about private auras and also, what's his name, moving from... Lewis, Hamil Lewis Hamilton the goat. Lewis Mo Hamilton the, the goat. The literal God. goat. Yeah, dude. The, the literal mountain goat. Actually, so hold on, I have, to, I have to walk that back in case some of my friends listen to it. It's Lewis Hamilton, not the GOAT. That's Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton, though, very good driver. Sorry, right. just walk that back All a little bit. Right. Anyway, that's it for the show today. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye.